0: You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you for joining me here on From Sobriety to Recovery. I am Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Great to have you back joining us once again for another amazing episode coming up on episode 20, my friends. Episode 20. That'll be five whole months worth of episodes that we put together, and I am super pumped for this episode. Let me tell you why. I feel like I say that every single time I go to shoot an episode But it's true. This one we are doing because I have recently launched my other podcast, which I've been working on diligently for months behind the scenes from this one that you you guys didn't know about it, but now is your opportunity to jump on board. It is called College Success Habits. It is located on wherever you listen to apps. I am on all of the big boys, uh, but for sure iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And the brilliance of this one is that while it is directly... Going to be about college life. Um, it is really a show all about life in general and ways that you can start having a positive habit creation, positive habit structure in your life uh, through the use of mindfulness and intention setting so you don't find yourself uh, with a bunch of habits that you're not really sure why or how they got created. Uh, think about how addiction got into your life and it wasn't something that you more than likely, I highly doubt that you sat down the first time you ever smoked a cigarette, drank a beer, and thought, you know, I really hope that for the next, you know, how many ever years of my life, I can dedicate to being an addict. (laughs) That is not something that any of us would have wished upon one another. There's just no way. There's just no way that's what we would have done. And so looking at why my life ended up getting spiraled downward into addiction, I started looking back at my youth and my mom getting Crohn's disease when I was eight and all the patterns and habits I began to establish at a very young age uh, that took me on into middle school and then how I started to interact with people in middle school and how I became emotionally undeveloped because I was being raised by parents who were emotionally immature and undeveloped themselves, which led me into high school where I struggled to fit in in both the high schools that I attended. And then... Ultimately, you know, like any normal high school person, alcohol and drugs are going to get offered to you, and I took on a little bit of alcohol my senior year, but after my parents announced a divorce in the, uh, the summer of my senior year into my freshman year of college, I just immediately decided to rebel, got high for the first time on my 18th birthday, took acid for the first time about three weeks later at a Gravel Dead show, Um, snorted cocaine the first time three weeks later. And by the time I showed up at Ball State University, I was already gung-ho and ready to go. And so as I started to look back at all this, I thought, okay, what are some of the the tips, tricks, hacks, key moments of my life, key things I have learned in my life that I could bring to the college-aged students of today? And in my research, discovering that 70, 80% 70, 80% of college students are not what we would consider traditional, where it's a full-time and they're maybe working part-time, but they're all 18 to 22. That's that's just happening less and less. And in fact, what we're discovering is that more and more people are going five, six years into school. Um, they're graduating, going back later. They're working full-time jobs. They have kids. You're seeing a lot of late twenty, thirty 30-something, 40-somethings going back into school because that's what the job force is demanding. So it ultimately becomes a show for a huge audience of people who are just looking to excel, excel, and accelerate their lives. Um, and yes, college is the um, entire um, niche that I've put that show into specifically because I want to go to colleges and I want to talk to you know whether it be the young kids or people in their thirties and forties who've never really thought about the habits that they've created around themselves. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, because. Why do habits exist is something that I've talked extensively about. Definitely go check out College Success Habits Episode 3. I talk about why the brain creates habits, and we're going to discuss that today over here, but in a way that is about how I've been able to accomplish the things that I've been able to do over the last year with a very demanding schedule. I push myself extremely hard in my career, and um, I've let some... If not many of my relationships falter and sort of to, they're less prioritized, and so no doubt in your own um, sobriety and recovery, you've started noticing where in your life you're starting to see a lag or a drop off in your attention because you're putting it towards so much in one particular area. For you, it could be that you're putting a, so much effort into your sobriety and recovery that you feel like there is a, there's left there's less left for your relationships or your career or even yourself? Even though sobriety and recovery is really for yourself, are you putting so much time into that that maybe your nutrition is starting to fall off, your fitness regimen isn't there where you'd like it to be? You're not taking down time and, and really giving yourself self-care. So let's talk about that because there's a lot that goes on in my mindset whenever I start determining what is going to get prioritized in my life. And over the last few months, certainly over the last few weeks, if not really in the last few days, I have started to really notice where putting a prioritization on my relationships with people that are closest to me is of the utmost importance. Because uh, one day I'm going to be extremely successful with all of these endeavors that I that I have struck out upon. Uh, I don't think struck out upon would be a really good use of words because that makes me think of a baseball swinger striking out. Let's say that it's almost like, then we're going to strike out for the mountain and we will overcome it. So that's where the struck out goes to. It's this past tense because I have already striked out. Nope, still not liking that. <laughs> I, have set up, I have set out on an adventure to succeed in my career and in my overall endeavors with all of this. And the last thing I would want to do is turn around and notice that I have lost everyone that meant something to me in this pursuit. And I certainly wouldn't want that to be where you find yourself in the future. So let's discuss how we organize and prioritize our time, because I think that this stuff that I've learned can, can be and will be very beneficial to you. I got some show notes here in front of me, and so let let's run let's let's get into these so that you can get right to the point because uh, I really can't wait till we get to step three where I'm going to teach you my prioritization structure, so make sure you stick around all the way to the end and hear that part uh, the key number one I've got up here is just say no, which for a lot of us, we clearly did not do back in the day, or we w- wouldn't be listening to a show like this <laughs> right like there's a lot of times in my life where I could have just said no and I did not. Um in that process of doing that back then um was I asking myself what is important in my life right what is it that I'm trying to achieve and attain when I look back in the day I what was important in my life was fulfilling the human needs um that I didn't feel were being met by my family and in my high school institution so I get to college and I immediately I want to feel um accepted I want to feel like I'm part of a community I want to be able to give back I want to feel love, I want to feel security, I also want some uncertainty in there. All of these things are part of the six dynamics of the six um, human needs that Tony Robbins has really talked about, but um, certainly Dill's pyramid covers and uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is, it's very much in there, so if you want to Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Tony Robbins' Um, the six human needs. Those are there for your enjoyment. I promise you, you will find it to be really, really mind-opening. So as I look back at what I considered to be important back then, those were the things. So joining the fraternity and wanting to be a party animal because I knew then, without even really knowing it, that the easiest social group to enter is the one of addiction. And so, if you're find, if you're looking for people that um, are partying, and you're looking to find a social group to join very quickly, I can assure you that's the one you can join. Because as long as you got a 12 pack and a bag of weed, people are ready to party. So that was what was important in my life back then. But other things could have been just as important: my college studies, my college career, my relationships, maintaining those, uh, staying clear-minded and clear-focused. I could have been more. Diligent about my fitness and my nutrition, there was a lot of things you know the things that were important then versus what is important now and so if I'm finding you in the early stages of your sobriety to, in recovery, or maybe i 'm not even finding you in sobriety and recovery and you 're finding me um, let's say looking to get into sobriety and recovery, start asking yourself what is important in your life, what matters to you now, and what what how would that change? what would that look like? What would be different if you were able to step into your sobriety and recovery and fully separate yourself from all of that which used to hold you back in addiction? Fear of missing out, FOMO, YOLO, you only live once. These are big things that people are constantly bringing up. Yeah, you only live once. And yeah, there's a fear of missing out. What if you're missing out on some really amazing activities that are great whenever you're sober? You only live once. That's right. Do you really want to spend year after year after year after year in a bar? Right? You're here now and you're you're wherever I'm finding you in your in your sobering recovery journey. You know, look at it now where somebody's like, "Oh man, let's all drink beers and let's party all day." You know, fear of missing out. Uh, oh, you can still go to those things, but you don't have to be drunk like them. I assure you, you'll remember more. You'll have more fun. You'll be more present to what's going on. You'll actually enjoy it more. First couple days, months, weeks of sobriety, I can assure you, it's going to be a little tough, right? But if you step into it, like, I will not be intoxicated. I know I don't want to be intoxicated. And if you're already well into your journey of sobriety and recovery, then you're already thinking, you know, you've already experienced it. You already know it's better. So this whole you only live once thing, you're right. I only do live once. So let me be sober and let me really enjoy what's going on around me. Instead of going to the amusement park on three hits of acid and drinking, you know, two pints of vodka that I duct taped to my hip so that I could sneak it in through the door. You know, why not just enjoy the amusement park for what it is? It's an amusement park. Who, why on earth did I need to go intoxicated? Parties are forgotten. Grades are forgotten. Most everything you do in school, work, life will be forgotten. It's just your brain has only so much capacity to keep things like front and center, right? Like your, your unconscious mind is going to remember everything, right? I could put you in hypnotic trance, you know, not some one of those where I'm going to have you cluck like a chicken or take your shirt off in public. But it literally, one-on-one, I have sat down with clients, and I, we, we've got themselves into a very light trance, which is something most of us do on a regular basis. You get in your car, and you don't know how you got from home to work. That's because you were in a trance. You're just so used to it. You don't even, you're like, did I stop for red lights? Did I use my blinker? I don't know. You don't need to know. Your unconscious mind's taking care of it for you. And that's where all these memories are. are. All these parties, all these grades, everything that you're afraid you're going to forget, it's in there. But is it going to stay right at the front of your, I don't know, cerebral cortex? Is that what it where it's at? Is it going to stay there? No. It's going to get... You know, organized, and it's going to step back into the recesses of your brain, and it's going to exist in there. But it's not going to stay at the at the tip of your tongue, right? Everything except for the experiences that truly bonded you with other people, places, things, all the it's just it's just going to get washed in other memories. It's just that's I mean, it's whether we like it or not, that's just the way it works. Point out. Check this out. Have you ever gotten back around with some old high school or college friends or some old work buddies, whatever? Just think back. You, you, know, you used to do something 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. You haven't thought about those memories with those people in forever. And as soon as you get around them, all of a sudden you're just, oh, remember this person. Oh, remember that instance. Remember this thing, right? It's like it was always in there. But until you got around that person, it couldn't get triggered out of you. It couldn't get sparked. It just, it faded away, but it was there. It just needed to have some sort of trigger that brought it out from the unconscious mind into the conscious mind. That's where all of those things that we used to do, that's where all of those things are going. You What really helps you remember things, it's those experiences that bond you with people, places, and things, like I just mentioned, right? So you have to think about what is your end result? What are you going to get out of this? What are you going to get Two, where are you going toward whenever you're starting to organize your day and your weeks and your months and your years so that you can really accomplish the things that you want? There's so much I know you want to accomplish. I know there is. It's not just in me. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting these chills. The hairs are standing up on my arms as I say this because I know that this is triggering in you a thought about what is something that you've always wanted to do. What is something that you're desperately ready to achieve. You want to strike out upon. There I'm doing that strike out thing again. But you know there's something in you that you can succeed at if you just start to try. Let's go back to the strikeout thing because it's now now it's in my head. A baseball batter gets up. Yes, a lots of times they don't get on base, but because they get up to the plate and they swing, eventually they get a hit. Eventually they get on base. Once in a while they get home runs. Like they might get up three four hundred times in a season, and if they can get you know thirty out of a hundred of those things get them on base, they're considered an all star. Maybe it's three hundred and fifty, right? It's got to be up to you to get to the plate, to even swing the bat to begin with. So what is the end result you're looking for? The batter wants the hit. They, they go up there. They're, they're, they're striking out t- for, toward the journey. And once in a while, they are going to, air quote, strike out in the baseball game, but they're going to get to the destination if they keep trying. Reverse engineer what it is you want the outcome to be and lay down the timeline from there. That's what I do. I say, okay, I want to have a podcast about college success habits out by the beginning of May. What do I need to do to make sure that that happens? Reverse engineer it. Okay, I need the, I need the, these things done. Okay, now I have a timeline. I'm trying to build it from the start, right? January, whenever I, whenever I decided I was going to start putting this together, right? And then being like, well, I don't really know what needs to have happen. So I'm just going to sort of just do things as they come to me. No, I knew, okay, May 1st. This is what I want the podcast. This is what I want the Instagram to look like. This is what I want the show to look like. I mean, even yesterday, I spent like two hours just organizing the next 15 episodes of that show. Right. I've reverse engineered it so that I would know what I needed to do. And then I started thinking, well, what is my experience level with that? Have I done it before? Okay, that's how long it took me before. This is how long it'll take me now. Is this a brand new thing? Great. Now I have to learn how to do it. And then I have to be able to put it into a system so that I can do it efficiently every single time. No matter what it is you want to do, you can do it if you just decide to do it and actually start practicing at it and, and putting forth the effort. If you pick up a guitar on January 1st and you say you want to be able to play, you know, uh, we're here because we're here because we're here. You want to be able to play that by the very next New Year's Eve. All right. Well, then find out. You've got to figure out what chords are in that you got to go pick up a you got to go get yourself a guitar. You got to pick it up every single day and you got to practice those those chords, those notes and then you got to figure out how to move from one to the next. And then once you've done that for the first, you know, 10 seconds of the song, then you can get the next 10 seconds, right? If you know that's what your goal is and you pick up the guitar and you start practicing, eventually you'll say, "Okay, this is how long it took me to learn this chord." And then so the next ones will take that same amount of time. You're just reverse engineering it. Once you know all the chords, a month or two later, now you're like, oh, okay, cool. Now I know those chords. It's going to, you know, uh, this, it, then practice the first 10 seconds. If it takes you a week to learn the first 10 seconds and it's a three-minute song, it wouldn't be too hard to extrapolate it out forward how long it's going to take you. Right? You're just reverse engineering. This is what you want your outcome to be, and you go backwards. It's funny. When I was a kid, I'd do those mazes in the, in the highlight magazine, and I was always better when I started at the end of the maze than I was at the beginning. If I started at the beginning, I would inevitably make a wrong turn in the maze. But if I started out at the end, I could go all the way through that maze without missing a beat. No problem. Consistently, I swear to you, absolute truth, never messed up once. I have no idea. But to me, that re- recalling that and remembering that now as an adult, I'm like, well, I was reverse engineering the maze, starting at the end and getting to the beginning. Right. And I mean in a normal maze, in normal life, you start off somewhere, you have no idea where your career, where sobriety and recovery, where your fitness journey will take you, but you know that if you start, then you're gonna be able to start figuring out ways to do it better. And once you start figuring out that, your brain just starts to immediately come up with other ideas. So this is the way I organize how I accomplish all those things I just mentioned. It's called a system, it's called priority plus four focuses. Now this is simple in idea but your brain's going to want to overcomplicate it. Literally, there are 300-page books on time management that I would be able to tell you right now, throw them out the window and just do priority plus four focuses, P plus four F. It was started by one of my, um, by my brother's father-in-law, my beefle. Um, he's one of my peers. He's also a life coach. He's got a podcast, Tom Rigsby, T-H-O-M. Riggs B, Rigsby, B. R. I. G. S. B. Y. Amazing man does amazing work. He's got podcasts out there. You can definitely go check him out. I'm gonna put uh, his name and uh, some of his social media stuff. Um, well, I'll put, I'll put his I'll put his name and like, maybe on an iTunes. Like, no, I can't put links in the notes. I'll put his name. It'll be up to you to to check it out from there. It's not hard. So, anyways, he calls it the P plus four F system. He taught it to me last Labor Day. It has literally changed my life. And this is how it's gonna look, guys. You're going to grab out a piece of paper. You're going to put a P at the top of it. And then you're going to put four Fs below that P. All right, The P is the priority. It is the one thing you have to do that day to make that day a success. Hands down, that's the one thing you have to do. If you're out of nowhere, you realize you didn't get this one thing done as you were turning in for bed, and then you'd shoot up and you'd go right to work on it, that is your priority for the day. Right, I I don't put things like you know going to my hotel job in the morning uh, on my as my priority or going to the gym as my priority because I know I'm going to do those things. Like if you've got to go pick up your kid from school, you know you're going to do that, right? That can be a focus. It's certain, it certainly it certainly could be on the list, right? Because you know it's going to get done, but it's not going to be my priority because if at 11.59 at night, you realize that you had one minute to get this thing done, you know. and all of a sudden it was picking your kid up from school. All right, well, maybe that will, now he's been sitting there for eight hours. Now, mind you, perhaps I'm finding you so early in your sobriety and recovery journey that just going to work is important to you. It's, just, it's that hard. Going to the gym is that hard. Picking up your kid from school is that hard. Then bless you. Bless you. Put that down as your priority and ignore what I just said cuz now that i now that i allow these words to come out of my mouth i can remember my therapist saying make sure you're meeting people where they're at i don't know where you're at i know where i'm at i'm at a point where certain things are just habitualized by me Being at work at 6 a.m. is habitualized for me. Going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. is habitualized for me. But if you're still in that part of your life, of your sobriety and recovery journey, you're not even in recovery, you're just in sobriety, then you need to prioritize showering. You need to prioritize getting up that day. You need to prioritize fighting off the depression that you feel by stop thinking about yourself so much and start thinking about others and how you could be of service to them and how you could help them. Call up one person and ask them how their day is going. Someone told me the other day, and you know they, they've got some history with sobriety and recovery, that the reason why a lot of people struggle with depression is that they're always in their head thinking about themselves. And if they would just stop thinking about themselves for a little bit, and think about somebody else and think about helping and reaching out to somebody else. And it might be so difficult for you to do that that even by making it the priority, it still freaks and freaks you out and freezes you up. And that's okay. I'm here to tell you that that's okay. I don't know where you're at in this journey, but I can assure you that if you just step outside of yourself and do something that makes you so uncomfortable that you want to literally crawl out of your own skin, that it it will get better. If something makes you so uncomfortable that you just want to hide underneath your bed, then do it. Do it right away. The moment you think of it, do it right away. If you have to go and sit out in front of your kid's school for four hours and play on your phone or read a book or stare at the bees and the trees, then just do it. Do it to be there for that child who so desperately wants you to be awake and alert and a part of their lives. Call up that friend that you haven't talked to in forever. And if they say they don't want to talk to you anymore, that's okay. You tried. If you still need to make your amends and all that AA stuff, then do that. But if you, if you've, if you didn't even upset that person, they just haven't heard from you in a while, but You tried. And I'm only going off on this because I realize in the process of telling you that going to work or going to the gym or eating healthy shouldn't be a priority, But that's that's assholish of me, man. I'm sorry I did that. I take it back. I don't know what the priority should be for you. But if it's that one thing that as you're laying in bed, you're ruminating on, and you're destroying yourself, and you're tearing yourself up because you didn't do it, then by God, make that the priority, and you fucking dominate that. Please do that. That's what I want you to do. That's how I want you to use this system. Make the priority getting up and taking a shower that day if that is something that is just so unbearably difficult for you. And if you're further along and you're in recovery and you're already going to work on time and you're already being an awesome employee and you're already going to the gym and, you already, and you're like, Jesse, I've got these amazing ideas in my head and I just can't get them out, then prioritize that. today, this pro this this podcast was my number one priority because I knew that if I got it done, the day was a success. Now I went to work. All right. I, I, I met up and had an amazing day with someone very very special to me. That was gonna happen. I knew that was gonna happen. I didn't have to prioritize that because that was going to happen. That just I knew that was going to happen. So therefore prioritizing that was less important to me because I already knew that was going to occur. See, that's where I'm at in my recovery. There's certain things that are just foregone conclusions, so I don't have to put them on a list. Right? Today, going to work and having and 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 having my and hanging out with my friend, that's all I needed to do in in that area to make sure that I felt accomplished and I knew those things were going to happen. They were on my focus list, and let's go to that now because I'm, I'm coming up at the end of the show, and I feel like I've gotten a little off on that P4F thing, but it, I'm telling you, it triggered something in me when I told you guys that work and going to the gym shouldn't be part of your priorities because I realized that was just not the right thing to say. And I hope you forgive me for that because now that I've I heard it come out of my mouth, it's like, oh, wow, who the hell am I to tell somebody else where they're at? So let's look at this system now. You've got the P and the priority, and it's right there. It is whatever it needs to be for you. And then underneath that, there's four focuses, F, 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 right? Now, wherever you're at, right? So like a focus, hanging out with my friend. A focus, going to work. A focus, watching some Game of Thrones. Can't wait. It's coming on in an hour. Super pumped. Now you guys know it's a Sunday night when I'm shooting this, all right? Now... Those are my focuses. But for you, if the priority is to just get up and go shower, and then your four focuses are get to work on time, uh, be nice to everybody at work, um, pick up your kid from school and make dinner, then those are your focuses. That's – bless you. That's awesome. There is no judgment here. Your focuses can be whatever your focuses need to be, whatever it is for your day to feel like a win. That's why this system exists. That's why Tom invented this system. Because if you're sitting there with a to-do list, 15 things long, and some of those things take three hours and some of them take three minutes, and you don't prioritize that correctly, then at the end of the day, you're looking at your to-do list and you still got 17 things left on it. And you're like, damn it, I started the day off with 27 or I started the day off with nine and now Jesse says I got 17 and somehow some got added and I don't even know how that happened. It is all up to you what you prioritize and what you focus upon. As an entrepreneur who's 28 months into his recovery, I, you know, I can assure you my first three, six, nine months, there was a whole different way I would have done this. I didn't learn this system until I was well past a year, but I'll tell you it would have been a completely different. Go to a meeting would have been a priority. You know, go to go to Kaiser every single day. Go visit my therapist would have been my priority back then. Now, whenever my therapist shows up on the list, it's a focus because I already know I'm going to be there. But I make sure to put it on the list because it's important to me. And that's what you should be putting on as your four focuses. Minor priorities that would shift up if they are not done within a few days of being listed. You know, for me, the podcast is always the, a priority on Sunday nights. Whereas College Success Habits, I record those things weeks, months in advance sometimes because I'm putting together interviews and I have a set curriculum. I on purposely shoot these things every week because I specifically want to be able to channel the energy of what I've learned in my recovery from that week into this show. There are different ways I do a lot of different things right? Right now I'm dominating on my Instagram. My my community is thriving. I continuously meet new people. They're DMing me. I hope you have too. If you haven't, by all means, if nothing else, just leave a comment on one of the the photos. I love interacting with people over there. Getting on Instagram is a focus of mine every single day to make sure that I'm there and cultivating and a part of that community. Just like whenever I start to write my speeches, you know, when it, when it comes time to write my keynote speech for the colleges, that's going to be a priority and I'll list it out. I've got a lot of different ways that you can use P4F and how I've extrapolated it for a week and for a month and for the quarters of my year. But for now, as I'm introducing this to you slowly, I don't want to tell you about all that because some of my clients have immediately wanted to overcomplicate this system and I don't want you doing that. Priority Priority focuses. P F F F F. All right, I want you to visualize what your day will look like at the end, what you really wanted to get done, so that you can feel that you were victorious, so that you can know you were victorious. All right, as I've said before, if that's showering, getting to work on time, being nice to people at work, uh, picking your kid up from school on time, cooking dinner, being loving to your spouse when they come in, not using, didn't even bring that up till now. But if not using has to be your priority every single day, then you put that down and you dominate that. Don't you ever lose that energy because everything in life will stem from this decision that you've made to stay sober, get into recovery, and truly be the person you know you could always wanted to be. P plus 4F. Check out the show notes over at Podbean for a much more descriptive version of what this looks like. Um, iTunes is a little bit gimpy on how it allows me to put the notes down. So Podbean is where you can really see the in-depth show notes. I got a little list of the P4Fs there. Everything's there. What happens if you don't organize your day? Ask yourself that. What happens if you don't organize your day? You will just be running amok. You will have no system in place and you'll wonder why you don't feel like things aren't getting done because they're not. You have to have a system for organization. This is mine. I hope you take it and run with it. It has changed my life. It will change yours. Thank you so much for listening to me. This has been another amazing episode of From Sobriety to Recovery. Please prioritize yourself. Prioritize your life. Prioritize your sobriety. Prioritize your recovery. First and foremost, those are the the things you can put on your P4F list. Think about what matters to you most. Put it down on this list. Start accomplishing things. You are meant for so much greater than you even possibly believe. I don't even have to know you to to truly believe and, and feel that deep down inside because I have met people in my meetings and I've seen them for one one meeting and haven't seen them again for three months and I've seen them just do amazing, radical, awesome things with their lives. Every human being has that potential, has that power, has that ability with inside them. I want you to unlock whatever box you've been hiding yourself in for all of these years. Jump out of that damn thing like a jack-in-the-box and be the amazing person that you, the world has so desperately been looking for. Thank you so much for listening to From Sobriety to Recovery. Once again, be kind to one another, love one another, the power of positive energy. Release it and your life will flow. Talk to you guys again next week. Bye-bye.